Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. And welcome back to Coast to Coast. George Norrie here, Nick Redfern, our special guest. Nick has been interested in UFOs since 1978. His main area of research centers around determining what has been learned about the UFO subject at an official level in Britain. He has spent hundreds of hours at the Public Record Office in London and has uncovered thousands of pages of previously classified Royal Air Force, Air Ministry, and Ministry of Defense files on UFOs. He's got a couple books out, including Men in Black, Time Travel, which we'll talk about both of these. Nick, welcome back. How are you, sir? Hey, George. I'm good. Thanks. Always good to hear your voice. Always good. And uh, good. COVID free, my friend. I'm sorry. Are you COVID free? Oh yes, yes. I'm, uh, I'm uh, good and healthy. Yeah, no problems. <laughs> Great. Men in Black. Tommy Lee Jones, Will Smith started that movie. The world then began to know about Men in Black. But actually, what are they, and when did this start, Nick? Mm. Well, that's a good question because I think most people, certainly the general public didn't really know anything about the Men in Black at all, you know, until the 90s um, when the movies came out. And everybody then had heard of the Men in Black. Um, But what's particularly intriguing is that in the movies, um, the Men in Black are portrayed as secret agents of a a secret agency um, fighting aliens. but the, the reality is very different. Um, if you look back into the history of ufology, the men in black, the real ones, not the Hollywood ones, <laughs> um, the real ones um, first surfaced in the latter part of the 1940s through into the early 1950s. And the one person who kicked all this off was a guy named Albert Bender who lived in Bridgeport, Connecticut. And he created a UFO research organization called the International Flying Saucer Bureau. And he um, was visited and threatened by a trio of um, men in black who warned him to leave the UFO subject alone. Now, what's particularly intriguing about all these cases from the 1950s um, and people like Bender who were threatened and said, you know, you will not talk about this, the, all the people, the witnesses or the victims, whoever you want to term them, um, they described the, the men in black not looking entirely human. Now, that sounds hmm. a little bit strange. But most of the witnesses described them having skin that sort of looks almost like wax or plastic. Kind of pasty looking. Huh? Yeah, and very um, sort of scrawny and gaunt, and, um, but also um, having these um, bulging eyes. And that was one of the primary reasons as to why um, they wore these wraparound sunglasses. And... Some witnesses have suggested, you know, could they actually be aliens in disguise? And um, which sounds a little bit strange, but um, but as I said, the, the vast majority, when you get rid of Hollywood and so on, that is what the the witnesses actually talk about. Most of them do not talk about, you know, guys in the FBI looking like that. You right. know, they are do sort of really look very, very strange. And, um, 
and they come across, as I said, you know, um, in a fashion that um, really makes you think either they're extraterrestrial or as some people, like Albert Bender, came to believe that they were more sort of occult or supernatural rather than um, definitively extraterrestrial. And Nick, they didn't have any personality. They were just straight arrowed people and they showed minimal emotion, right? Yeah, they wouldn't be much good at a party, really. No, no, you wouldn't (laughs) want to sit in a corner and get stuck with one. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But yeah, you're right. They have this sort of, um, you know, the face, the, the way they work, the whole thing. It really is as if they have sort of no, um, you know, mind. Um, what's particularly intriguing mostly is that it, it sounds like from a lot of the witnesses that the men in black are actually sort of um, making statements and, and threats but they don't actually know what they're saying. It's almost as if it's like a loop. And they're like the, you know, sort of like a robot-type situation. And they actually don't know what they're talking about because they are possibly something along those lines. And, um, And it does sound strange. However, many witnesses have said that. They got this view or this feeling that whatever the men were, men in black were talking about, they didn't know what they were saying. They were saying it in sort of a parrot fashion. And, um, and again, this puts the whole phenomenon into a sort of very different um, system, um, far away from Hollywood. And, um, and again, if you put that angle in as well, you know, this sort of um, non-emotion angle... Um, we get to see a picture of the men, of the men in black, which is really different and diverse from what many people um, have come to learn. You know, any witnesses report how they left when when they finally departed the house or wherever they confronted the human beings? How did oh, they depart? Well, actually, that's a really a, a good uh, point, George, because you know it's the same thing with sort of letting them in and letting them out. Um, It's almost as if the witnesses have been hypnotized Mm -hmm. because, you know, if you've got, say, this skinny trio of men in black knocking on your front door at 9 o'clock, you probably wouldn't let them in, you know. And it's the same with vice versa. You know, if when the men in black have given their threat um, and then they leave, you might think, well, I'm going to go after them. But people don't do that either. And um, this has given rise to the possibility of some degree of mind control to the point where, you know, their minds are being controlled and the, the witnesses themselves are just sort of sitting in the chair, almost in a stunned situation. And a lot of them have said that it was usually round about sort of 10 to 15 minutes afterwards the person starts to wake up. You know, it's almost like in a situation in a hospital, you know. Like they're in a daze. Huh? Yeah, you, you're sort of dazed and um, they, not, they, really sit, not really knowing what's going on. And then about 15 minutes later, everything goes back to normal. But, of course, by that time, the men in back are long gone. So there's a lot of weird stuff 
um, that a lot of people don't know when it comes to the, the history of the, the MIB. And nobody remembers how they left, whether they got in a car or somebody picked them up or they just merely disappeared? Oh, well, that's another weird thing with the cars. I mean, even today, the, the men in black, and they still look the same today, I should stress, you know, and they wear... So, and, the, and it's still happening then? Yes, and they still wear the old-style fedora hats and trench coats. Um, and they also drive in, in what are usually old-style black Cadillacs. And, um, but in many of the cases, and this is going to sound really weird, most of the witnesses who've seen the cars have said that um, the cars have literally vanished in front of them, or possibly it was sort of like a hologram. And um, there's so many cases that fall into that category of sort of, you know, the car sort of melting away. Um, and who they are or what they are and, you know, whether they are extraterrestrials, um, occult, paranormal, all of these aspects can be thrown into the MIB um, situation, if you like. Were there ever any reports of women as these agents? Oh, yes. I, I wrote an, um, a full-length book on the women in black. It's got the uh, the title of Women in Black. <laughs> and, um, yeah, but um, that's one of the lesser-known aspects of this subject. But I would say um, I've written uh, five books now on the men in black, uh, excuse me, four on the men in black and one on the women in black. And... When um, I started to write my first men in um, my first book on the men in black, um, what I found was I would say probably out of every um, fifteen, sixteen cases, one would be a woman in black, and um, and they look exactly the same with the the very pale skin, um, gaunt no, cheeks, no personality, no personality. Um, Explosive, uh, explosive eyes. Uh, I would say that in the sense because they're they're huge, and um, and most of the women in black, um, they wear these not just sunglasses but wraparound glasses, kind of like um, that um, you know a skier would wear on the slope, so they don't fall point. off. Yeah, yeah, and so the, hmm. the women in black aspect, but it's it's very much identical. To the men in black, they typically knock on people's doors and they make the threat, you know, you won't talk about the UFO you saw, you won't talk about this and that, you won't talk about this. And so in other words, they, their, their modus operandi, if you like, is exactly the same as, as the men in black. Um, and they always come to people who have witnessed the UFO sighting? Yes. Well, it actually, it isn't just tied to um, to people who've seen UFOs. Now, I should stress that the most most people who get get the threats um, are people who've had a close encounter of some kind, whether it's a sighting or you've had an alien abduction mm -hmm, okay. uh, situation, something along those lines. However. I've got some cases where people were visited uh, by the men in black and women in black um, when they've been dabbling in crop, in crop circles. And um, 
also in relation to Bigfoot. There are several cases, not many, but there are several cases relative to Bigfoot where people had seen some of these creatures and they had been visited and told not to talk about it as well, which takes things down, you know, a really even more bizarre situation. But um, but when you also kind of, as I said, put the crop circles in the equation as well, it really makes you wonder if they ask a kind of almost like a an interplanetary sort of police force that really sort of doesn't just deal with um, UFOs, but with the paranormal aspects of cryptozoology. And, and it really expands in some really strange areas. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.